You are listening to Janesville Community Radio. <laughs> This is Stephen Hawking, and you are listening to the Open Mic Podcast. You ain't no nerd. This is huge. Live from the Little Bean. Little Bean Coffee Shop in downtown Janesville right next to Time Out. Can't miss it. We just barely made it. Under the gun. Let me fix my mic here a oh, little bit. Oh, man. Lots of people hanging out here having coffee. And and uh, saw one guy over there has got a chubby. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> He's going at a chubby. The world famous chubby from the coffee bean, or yeah. Little Bean Coffee Shop. Right? <sighs> Nothing like a nice hot bread wiener. Yeah. This we we're cutting it close today. Uh, I was up at the Dells all day. Dude, I was nervous. So was I. I came out of the got on the interstate from the Dells, and uh, the second I get on, it's like bumper to bumper, not moving. And we come up to on top of a hill, looking down, and as far as I can see, nobody's moving. I'm like, oh, oh my god, dude! I was in the scary basement today. Oh, at the Janesville Community Radio Superplex. Yeah, I had to, dude. It was crazy. I had to. Uh, I was in and out, dude. I didn't waste any time. Yeah, getting the equipment, dude. Did <laughs> you hear free. chains rattling? And I did. Well, the door from upstairs like shuts on itself. Yeah. And like I'm down there, it's like nobody's there, you know. And so I go down in the basement, and then that door shuts. Oh sure. Yeah. And I'm like, the hell. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then I was going to look for the uh, network cable <clears throat> in the uh, in the scary room, and uh, there's a light on in there, so I was freaking out. <laughs> Did you hear chains rattling or people going, ooh? Yeah, dude, it was crazy. It is kind of a little bit scary down there. It really is. Did Leak come out and say hi? That's what I was thinking. I was like, the whole time I'm like, Leak's here. He's got my back in case anything goes down. Right. Yeah, he was seemed to be friendly with us. If anybody didn't listen, we did a, a show where we used a Ouija board and talked to a ghost that apparently lives and uh, exists down in the basement. His name was Leek, unless we just didn't read it correctly. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, Andy went down and grabbed all the equipment today, and we're using this new mixer we got from uh, Novak Networks. Awesome. Generously donated. Things, oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's working it, pretty good. I didn't get much of a t- chance to play with it, but a little bit that I did here, I can turn our headphones up. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. Isn't that Ooh. Nice? I'm bringing your mic down. Now it's back up. See how nice that works? Nice. So yeah, we're down here at Little Bean, uh, Little Bean Coffee Shop down on Main Street, right across the street from Legends. And it's storming, and there's like a bug tornado right outside that window. Look at that. Yeah, you know what? The first thing I thought of when I seen this big storm coming, I thought uh, Carpnado. Dude, it's like right behind you. Look at that thing. Holy cow! <laughs> and it's like a swarm of bugs. It's like a bat buffet. That's outside, of course, not inside. Yikes! World famous Little Bean. Yikes! Coffee shop, but. We're here for uh, Janesville Community Radio Storytellers. Um, people were going to get some stories ready, and we got some people here to do it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But. Storytellers Club. Yeah, so uh, so the ride home was terrible. There was actually huge puddles on I-90. Really? A couple of times we actually got moving. The usual hour-and-a-half drive took us like two-and-a-half hours. And oh, man. It was crazy. So. Lots of accidents or anything? One accident was all I saw. Otherwise, it was just people slowing down because it was downpours and lightning. And so I said, "Well, at least 
Hopefully we'll get some of this rain in Janesville. I like doing the show from here, I'll be honest. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Might have to do this more often. Yeah, are they usually open this late? Um, I'm not really sure. I think so. I think, yeah, I think they're open until 10. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, so, uh, so Andy was a little nervous I wouldn't make it. We made it, and we just, once again, we've had this quite a bit where we're just, just in the nick of time, we get everything set up. Oh, dude, I just started, I walked in, dude. I got a really nice parking spot. I saw that, yeah. And, uh, I just started setting up equipment like a mofo, and, uh... I got to the point where I don't know what I'm doing, and then you showed up. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> he, he kept going, sorry, dude, I tried. I'm like, actually, it was pretty much all set up. I just had to oh, man. I had to turn a couple things up and do a quick quick figure me out on the mixer. And uh, But, yeah, it worked, out, it worked out really nice, and I'm here, although I am a little tired and I have a headache. But I think I'm going to get a cup of coffee to kind of try to get rid of my headache. Yeah, I might need to go with something, too. Yeah. I came here for lunch the other day, and it was great. I got uh, a Chicago-style hot dog. You ever had one of those? No. I've always seen it. Like, it comes with, like, a hot dog and then a pickle and then a bunch of uh, peppers and all kinds of stuff. Hot and spicy? That was great. It was really good. Nice. I'm not a real big pickle nor hot dog guy, but mix those babies together. Nice. There it is. What other kind of food do they have? I didn't even see the menu. Uh, They got a... Chicago hot dog, a full throttle bratwurst. Full throttle? A couple different types of coffee. Nice. There's not a menu around here, but... It's a nice place. Um, yeah, when I walked in, they asked me, uh, you know, how many people are you expecting tonight? Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know. But apparently they got a back room that's bigger yeah. that, uh, that you can hang out in. So that's pretty cool. I know of a handful of people that are going to come. They didn't say exactly what time they're going to come, but... But uh, I figured there wouldn't be a lot. Everybody likes to be fashionably late. I know uh, Daddy O stopping by, Danger stopping by. Probably after this bug storm dies down. Yeah, after the bug bug NATO goes away. I should have brought my fly spotter. How are we going to get through that on the way out? I have no idea. Oh, I need a ride home, by the way. Oh. So, if you don't mind. Well, I might be able to call you a cab. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get dropped off, otherwise I never would have got here. Oh man! Did you happen to watch Sharknado last? Or I've never ago? seen the Sharknado, but oh. I heard there's part two. Part two debuted on right? Wednesday. Is it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, really? yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was what you would expect a movie called Sharknado to be. It was cheesy. A lot of cameos and a lot of superstars like uh, Andy Dick. Oh yeah, he's in there. Uh, actually, speaking of superstars, Kurt Angle was actually in it. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, he was a paramedic. Yeah. Um, everybody's favorite Ian Ziering from 90210 fame. Oh yeah, he showed up. He was actually the star. Uh, Tara Reid, really? Yeah, was the damsel. I didn't. In I didn't realize it was such a uh, a fully loaded movie like that. Yeah. Stars, celebs. Uh, it was action packed. Shannon Doherty in that too. She didn't make the cut. No. Um, I think she was runner up, but just didn't quite make it. Oh, oh, that's too bad. So yeah, but the good news is they got rid of the Sharknado. Oh, wow. They had to electrocute it and killed all the sharks inside of the tornado, yet they survived it. So, Well, it sounds better than the uh, the movie Lucy that I saw last weekend. What was that about? Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, it's got uh, Scarlett Johansson in it. Oh, Skojo, sure. And uh, the beginning of the movie starts out great. Yeah. I'm totally into it. And then uh, it just kind of gets a little too weird, just like halfway through. It's a little, a little strange. Well, what happened in it? Uh, dude, detail, detail. It's just weird, man. It, it's, uh, 
they start off it starts off real strong where uh she's going to school in like Taiwan or something like that uh-huh and uh she uh ends up getting like like bags of drugs uh sewn into her stomach oh sure. by some drug lords naturally yeah and uh you know that's what happens right when you party too hard the night before and uh been there and then she's like in a room and this dude like she gets shipped off to wherever the the package needs to arrive and uh this dude gets all mad and like kicks her in the stomach a couple times and the bag like busts open a little bit starts yeah. leaking and then that's where the movie kind of gets weird because she like starts like convulsing and then like all of a sudden like she's chained to a thing and she's like floating onto the ceiling and blah 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 blah, blah. and then all of a sudden uh this drug makes her start using 100% of her brain. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's really, really strange. I mean, it's a good movie. Like, the effects and stuff are cool, but the story just gets kind of weird. Now, don't they say something like scientists say that we only use 15% of our brain or something like that? Yeah, something weird like that. 10% Here, or something like that. Something weird. Here's a plot for a movie. Let me know if you, if you think this is a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Somebody goes back in time in a time machine. Naturally, because you can't go, you can't time travel without said machine. They go back and uh, there's dinosaurs. And when he sees the first dinosaur, he hears it talking intelligently, just like we would. Coincidentally, English. Who knew? Oh, wow. But, um, and he can't figure out why. He's like, how are these dinosaurs? So it's like a uh, Lander, or uh, what's it called? The ape movies that are out. Planet of the Planet Apes, of the Apes or like, like Land of the Lost. It's like Planet of the Dinosaurs, and they're like the reason that they're so smart. They're like, how can it be? Their brains are thirteen percent smaller, only thirteen percent the size of ours. <laughs> but the the twist is, they use their whole brain. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, they're using all of it. So yeah, so they're actually super intelligent dinosaurs. Yeah, that's right. There's my story. And they have like a car chase scene in it. Yeah, there's yeah. an evil scientist dinosaur. <laughs> car chase but it's one of those flintstone cars and oh morgan freeman's in that movie too he doesn't turn much down i don't think no nah, he's in that and uh yeah it's just i don't know i just just wait for it to come out on like netflix i don't uh i probably won't watch it i'm gonna go see uh guardians of the galaxy i think this weekend i've never known much about guardians of the galaxy me either but it looks awesome because that that raccoon's in it and that tree <laughs> so I want, really want to see that. Yeah. That's the draw for me. That's the seller right there is yeah. the raccoon in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and Batista, of course. I I think he's in it. Of wrestling fame. Yeah, I don't know. Is he in it? Yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. He's the big guy with the paint on. Okay. I don't know what he does, but... I've never. I don't know anything. Probably about. not real strong acting work. I'm guessing. You don't. You you don't think there's gonna be an Oscar nod in his future? I don't. <laughs> I'd like to thank Vince McMahon, um, Triple H. I'm guessing they just have him hold like a big machine gun or something. Try to give his move to somebody. Some cheesy one-liners. Yeah. Like freeze or something like that. Speaking of wrestling movies, I heard people talking about they want to go see Hercules. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Did you see how much The Rock made last year? No. $53 million. Just movies, huh? I guess. I. It's crazy. I would assume so. I didn't know uh, 
Believe it or not, Hercules gives uh, his opponents the people's elbow. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. I seen a preview, and I really like the part where he goes, "If you can smell what Hercules is cooking." <laughs> They always incorporate like the kip up or the, the rock bottoms in like a lot of the. He throws his elbow armor off. I think that's in GI Joe. Have you have you watched GI Joe with him in it? Yeah, I heard it was all right. It's not bad. It really isn't bad. Hmm. I was always into GI Joe though, you know. Yeah. Did you think it was good though? I mean, for real. It was cool, man. They had like uh, snake eyes was in it, you know. What about Destro? Yeah, Destro was in it. Destro was where it was at. I used to have a... I think the only G.I. Joe... No, I got a couple G.I. Joes, but the first one I ever got was Destro. Really? Yeah. I think the first one I got was maybe uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, okay, sure. But that was before I even knew that, like, he wrestled. Yeah. I just had I just had a, a mailer for uh, for the action figure. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Well, everybody's starting to pour in now. You're getting some storytellers. Oh, it's getting busy. A couple dudes walked in. I recognize cool. a couple of them from a JPEG performance I went to go see recently. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right. Yeah, one of them was the star. It was nice to kind of brave the storm. Yeah, it's tough to get people to come in here. Yeah, yeah. One of them would grab me a coffee or what? You think somebody would offer to, to hook the celebs up with... Uh, yeah, we're trying to... Uh, cup of Joe or... Do some business. You, or you a meat, throw one over here. Maybe a meat wiener or something. <laughs> Something wrapped in bread. <laughs> Something, dude. Maybe a PB and J. I didn't even take that. I don't care. I thought the. Uh, we'll get to the stories here pretty soon. We're gonna wait for. A... Yeah. All right. Wait. All right. Three more stories. Do you have one, Yuri? I'll come up with something. Yuri's got Adam. Oh, I got a really short poem. Jack or Jake? I just called you Jack. It's a love poem. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to wait till the after show. We got. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we do. We do have some stories lined up. All right. Oh, this is cool. All right, well, we'll get to them. I think we're going to wait just a little bit longer. Hey, Jake, you want to grab me a cup of coffee, quick? Yeah, what do you got? Just regular, like a like, whatever <laughs> coffee they got. I don't know. <laughs> the hey, promo- well, promoter of the JWA is getting you a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> I, said, I said, please. So did you ever get a chance to get out to the fair at all? We didn't do a show from the fair. Just, <laughs> the rock County Fair? It didn't work out, yeah. No, I didn't, you didn't go to that one. kidding me? I wanted to. I was going to go see uh, that Scotty McCready guy. Oh, yeah? I seen him on, the only time I ever watched American Idol, he was on it. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. But I didn't, I heard it from a distance. Yeah, I might go to uh, Walworth County Fair yeah. this year. Probably, that's usually the one I go to. Now, Andy actually lives in Walworth County, don't you? Whoa. Yeah, I do. I mean, Anderson Tower. Yeah. <laughs> I own the mansion in Walworth County. Yeah. If you're driving through Walworth County, look at the 66-story building. <laughs> it's the only one with a big double A on the side. Got an Irish flag waving at the top. <laughs> and a chain around it, a big novelty chain. Nice, nice brass knuckles symbol in the moonlight. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, large. We just right, put in a new bar. Oh, you did? At the place, yeah. It's pretty looking pretty cool. Did you name it? The bar? Yeah. No, I didn't like create a check-in spot or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't, know. <laughs> Andy's watering hole or something. Uh, you'll have to check it out next time you're there. Double A's 
Light or dark? Uh, light would be fine. Light. <laughs> light, light. <laughs> they have so many options for coffee here at the Little Bean. The Blarney Stone. Yeah, there you go. Remember the Blarney Stone? Here? Yeah. It was like down the road a ways. Must have been a long time. It wasn't the dump, the Blarney Stone? No, it was like way down, man. It was no, down by... Straight. Uh, All right. Oh, dude. Oh, we got uh, Daddy O coming in. Dude, he's probably not even coming in here. He's just down here. It's a good thing he's got that eye patch on or I wouldn't let him in. Yeah. That's a rule. Eric Cuss. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he's pushing it without the cane, but since he's got the eye patch, we'll let him in. Oh, Bob, daddy is here. All right. There he is. More storytellers. There he is. <laughs> nice. It's getting nuts in here. Um, oh, here comes the coffee. This is exciting. Oh, wow. Thanks. I even got changed. Oh, nice. All right. Thanks, Jake. We're pausing for a picture here. And... There we go. All right. <laughs> JWA full service establishment. Thanks, man. We'll try to get a roller girl to give that to you next time. Oh, yeah. We should have got the roller girls in here for story night. All right. So Daddy O's here. We got uh, we got a good seven, eight uh, storytellers here. Yeah, this should be pretty cool. I can't wait. I know there's roughly 20 more that said they were coming that aren't here yet. So, uh, Oh, if you need an office space, go. feel free to go down to uh, my office, JVL, otherwise known as the Janesville Community Radio Superplex. Um, I think I have a commercial here we can play for them. Yeah, I don't know. We got office spots available right now. Um, you just you know pay by the hour if you need that kind of help. And I think they're going to have a mail center or a copy center open again too. Nice. It's going to be huge. And there's a uh, there's vending. So yeah, the place is fantastic. It's it's probably one of the best office buildings I've ever been in. Or if you need a boardroom, it's pretty awesome. Now that uh, now that the radio station has a hold of it, they've really turned that thing around. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I know in the past we may have said talked ill of uh, the parking lot and everything there, but boy, wow, what a place. No, oh, they bought a shovel this year, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. I heard salt is in the future. Yes. <laughs> two bags. They budgeted for two bags. Two bags. So that's going to be sweet. I just got a text from C. Schroeder, who uh, at the beginning of the show you may have heard him say the big kitty thing. Uh, super fan of the show, too, by the way. He texts me. Let me know if you go out tonight. Nobody else is doing it. Apparently, he doesn't read Facebook either. Oh, wow. So, I'll text him. I'll be like, at Little Bean. All right. Read your feed. Oh, dude, photo op. He did, uh, oh, I better not let people see I'm using my phone here, but he, uh, he did text me last night to see if I was going to see Pete Lee, uh, Jane's very own uh, did you go see comedian Pete? Pete Lee. I don't know if he went to go see him, but... <sighs> He's like, you know Pete Lee? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, he's down at the armor, or uh, down at uh, uh, O'Reilly's. Yeah, I sent him a tweet um, yesterday. I noticed, uh, you know, he was just down at O'Reilly's. He's trying to enjoy a little meal, and people are sneaking pics of him and posting him on social media. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I know how you feel, you know? Yeah, we get that all the time. I know, man. You can't go anywhere. It's like, yeah, I said, let a brother eat, you know? Uh, just just today at Noah's Ark, it seemed like I couldn't walk anywhere without hearing somebody yell Chad. Yeah, OMP, OMP, like wherever uh, we go, dude. They could have been saying Dad, I'm not sure, but either way, it was an ad in there. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, today was a good day to go to Noah's Ark. Seems like all of our storytellers are split. <laughs> Everybody's we still got Bob. <laughs> I think they're ordering. Oh, they're getting food. I yeah. think they're getting food and stuff. This coffee's terrific, by the way. I just got some of their light roast. 
Oh, you can hear him grinding some over there. Ooh, that sounds good. Nice. Yeah, maybe this will be our new hangout. Anybody tell a story yet? Not yet. We're waiting until a few more. We got. You have a story, right, Bob? Okay. Yeah. Oh, does he? Did you bring your five bucks? All right, we got Bob on deck. Um, I'm going to play a commercial here real quick. All right, I'm going to grab a cup of that coffee. What All kind right. did you get? I just got the light roast. Oh. All right, I'm going to play some commercials. Uh, we'll right. be back. When we come back, we'll, maybe we'll get started on these stories. So <clears throat> you're listening to Janesville Community Radio, Omic Podcast Live from the Little Bean, downtown Janesville, across from Legends, right next door at a timeout. I am Chad, and he's going to get some coffee. We'll be right back. You are listening to Janesville Community Radio. <laughs> Oh, that does look good. What do you got there? Hey, we're back at the Little Bean. Ooh, got an apple turnover coming up here. All right, let me uh, turn the volume back up here. This new mixer's great. Okay, we're back. I accidentally played the wrong commercial there, but uh, what it was supposed to say was my office JVL. Come there and rent uh, office space. Also the home of Janesville Community Radio. Okay, so as soon as Andy gets back, I don't know what he's doing here. I think we're going to get started on the stories after a little bit. But it uh, looks like the rain may have subsided a little bit. And uh, waiting for, I'm sure, more people are going to be coming here. we got a good good lineup, though. Uh, Daddy-O actually drove his motorcycle here in the storm, right in the middle of the Sharknado. But he made it. Hmm. Oh man! Um, but yeah, we got a lot of a lot of exciting stuff coming up on the uh, Open Mic Podcast coming up. I'm not sure what any of it is, but it's I'm sure it's great. Um, I don't know if we have any guests coming up later or not, but uh, not sure where Andy went. I think he might have fallen in. But who, Daddy O? Did you want to go first? Did you want to? You got to warm up a little bit. Sure. Here, you want to sit sit where Andy's supposed to. Be? Daddy O sitting in here for Andy. Well, I'm not. I'm not for a second. Well, it's gonna take the mic. All right. Oh, Andy's coming back, making his way back to the production. I have like. Well, let me make sure you got. Are we on? Are we on? Oh yeah, sounds good. When I do my. Uh, when I do my show, I have a show plan because I'm kind of dyslexic. Right. And then. Uh, uh, you do a plan show. Excuse me, a show plan. Yeah, and then I. Uh, I. Uh, it's gotten the first two pages have gotten so big that I forget what I put on there. And then uh, one time, one time my my cheap uh, crappy uh, mic stand was falling apart, so I was holding the mic for the whole time. Uh-huh. And we listened to the show after after the fact on the podcast, and you could hear that you know the oh yeah. So I have a note on my uh, I have a note on my show plan, but it's buried, and I forgot it was on there. It's been on there for like. Six months, because uh-huh. I keep like recirculating or regurgitating my template, uh-huh. and it says, "Bob, don't hold your microphone like your schlong." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man! It's not a bad idea, <laughs> dude. I just got hooked up. What'd you get there, dude? I got like a a, a chilled latte, white chocolate. Um, there's like four shots in there. What's the point of white chocolate? Why not just keep it brown? I think it's like a, it's delicious. It's like a European thing. 
Really? Yeah. They think they're better because their chocolate it's isn't like, brown. It's a, something to do with Swiss or something. Yeah. Dude, I got a chubby on deck. I've had it with those Swiss, you know? Them and their knives and chocolate. Keep it to yourself. All their money. <laughs> well, you said you have a chubby on deck? It's on deck, yeah. They're bringing it out. Now, what is that again? Explain that for uh, all of the... I don't All I know is we're getting table service. In about oh, good. Five minutes. Good. You get bottle service, too, over here? What? It's like a hot dog, but like in bread. It's gonna, oh, okay. It's going to be awesome. Oh, is it in a uh, baguette, a fresh baguette? Something, dude. I don't even know what to expect. Yeah. I just said I've been hearing about it. Hooked me up. And I think I spent like 30 bucks. I don't even know. <laughs> you like to register? They got like an iPad? Yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. They're high tech over here, dude. They got Wi-Fi hotspots. They got, uh, I don't know, I even saw like a quarter machine in the bathroom. Like, it's good times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great. Hey, Mr. Rashkin, will you hold my... Mr. Rashkin. Yes. It's official. Yuri Rashkin, everybody. Yuri. Yes. Gentlemen. What's going on, buddy? Yeah. You got your story ready? <laughs> Cue up his theme music. I don't, it's on my iPad. Oh. I don't have it with me. Sure, yes, I do have a story. Well, those at home know the theme. Right. Play it in your heads. It's the Tetris theme, so I right. just think the Tetris theme. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. All right. So the story I'm going to then share with you is... Uh, what I know about the origin of last name Rashkin. Oh, okay. All right. That's because you, if you're going to call me that way. Um, apparently, I had an ancestor who had a rather large family in 19th century Russia. In fact, in Crimea when it was Russian Crimea. Okay. Because that poor, that Ukrainian Crimea, because it goes back and forth. Uh-huh. And so he had a large family, but the rule was that if you had more than a certain number of kids, they had to serve in the army. And so he took and split up his family. And then he changed one letter in each last name, because originally I think they were Raskin, and then there was like a Rashkin and Ratchkin and a different variations to avoid compulsory military service. This is what people will do in Russia to avoid <laughs> serving in the military. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. Could just make up a number. Make up a 47. 47 children is amazing. Yeah. He was busy. (laughs) He was tired all the time. Oh, man. So that's my story. Um, I can. The, the only thing that I'm now fascinated with is that there's all sort with the new developments in Russian national politics. They're their new kind of expansionist, imperial, weird stuff that they're fallen into there's been all sorts of uh, ways to say word Russia and sometimes people say derogatory Rashka like like demeaning it yeah. you know like when they're cr- critical of their country they'll say Rashka and then they'll say Rashkine about people that are kind of following that mind so I'm like I'm seeing my last name all over the place but it's <laughs> but it's like making fun of Russia almost like but yeah. not in a nice way I always call them Ruskies. Ruskies. Yeah. Because the the thing is that there's a lot of people who are saying that there's like fascism there. And so they go from fascism to Russism and and different kind of verbal uh, transfigurations from there. So it's been entertaining. Did you live there during the Soviet Union years? I did. Were you there when when the Soviet Union came to an end? No. Because I left about... Two years, uh, ha, 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 ha. 
chub up. You know, that, that's actually connected. Um, I lived in... <laughs> my story is connected to your food. A little sauce on the outside for me. Okay, silence. Let's it's see really the, hot. I'm going to wait a little bit. See the first bite goes. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, let it cool. You know, yeah, I got to let it cool down. Food, yeah. looks really the, the, good, the, the, though. That hole's big enough to fit a brat in, apparently. Oh, yeah. You could get it hot dog or brat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Let's see. Take a bite. Let's All right. Let's give it a oh shot. Oh, my. Here. Look at this. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, it's a good chubby. All right. <laughs> that is a good chubby. Mm. Delicious. So, anyways. This is the first time I believe chubby has been eaten on live air. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby, of course, a bad guy with a sausage in it. <laughs> oh, sure. Break your, the mystery. Your choice of sausage, hot dog, and or brat. Nice. You probably squeeze two in there. You might be able to fit two in. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she did say that. There's lots of ways to go. That's what she that. said. <laughs> so, anyways, Soviet Union falls. So, Soviet Union. so when I left in 1988, mm. it was still very much Soviet Union, but like... Uh, progressive, like you could kind of say things that you were sort of thinking, yeah. and the stuff that disappeared from grocery stores because there was far, sparse food in general in the '90s was very difficult time in Russia because the old country fell apart, the new country didn't really exist, and so it was like a really crude capitalism kind of a thing with like gangsters and everything else. Yeah. So it's kind of a scary time. So in a way, when Putin came to power, people were like, "Yay, there's law and order." But when I left, it was still very much Soviet Union, and uh, but there were already lines forming for like sugar and some of those staples, hmm. which were usually always like a standard in Soviet Union because they had this rule of like we must provide enough bread, we must provide enough sugar. You know, plus yeah. there's Cuba, so sugar was not a problem. Oh yeah, I suppose. Big trading. Partners. And how Chavi was born. <laughs> so thank you. So in 1988, when we left. The journey from Soviet Union to America actually took my family, because I was 13, so I traveled with my parents and my brother, uh-huh. uh, two and a half months. Did and you do it by boat? No. Ah, that's not fun. Or an icebreaker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Across the North Pole, you know. <laughs> we ran for, for days. <laughs> Those dogs. Um, <laughs> So, no, actually, the way it worked is that Soviet Union has this policy of national repatriation where they say that Jews can live in Israel. So if you have family in Israel, you can reconnect with your family and go there. Oh, okay. Or if you came with, like, the German czars, your ancestors did, then you could repatriate back to Germany. And Russian people, well, I'm sorry, you're already home. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going anywhere. Get comfortable. (laughs) Get comfortable if you can. Um, and so, in my case, first we traveled to Vienna. We flew uh, because Vienna um, had a connecting flight because Soviet Union didn't have official relations with Israel. Uh-huh. And so, to go there, people either went through Romania or through Vienna. And if they went through Romania, it meant that they were going straight to Israel. My family and most people at the time were not interested in going to Israel at all. Right. Because, like, as my parents said, do you want to live in a combat zone? <laughs> and so they wanted to go to a safe place where they could raise their family. And so they wanted to go to the United States. And so that meant that we went through Vienna. In Vienna, we were met by representatives of Israeli services. And they were like, so 
you're coming with us? And we're like, no, 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 no. No. Like, we're, we're going to the, the other bus. We're going to go to the bathroom, and they just took off running. <laughs> right. Again. Right. <laughs> More running. <laughs> More running. No, and so, but, but they collect your documents there, collected. So, so we, sit, we sit, no documents, fantastic, in Vienna Airport. And uh, then we got picked up by American Jewish services, and they housed us in this uh, hostel for about two and a half weeks. Nice. Was it just like the movie? Which movie? Hostel. I hope not. Hostel. 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 That was a, that was Hostel. A bad movie. No, I'm, yeah. I'm down with like the first five minutes of no, Hostel. But, but then, oh, we're, they're all naked. And then stuff. you got to yeah. fast forward. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can fade out. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, you go to a hostel. In, yes, in Vienna, which in nice, Vienna, which is it's place, nice because yeah. you're a kid in Soviet Union. You're like, when I was growing up, I would be like lucky if I got to go to Bulgaria. That was my love, live stream because it's like Eastern Europe. That's like the most you can hope for unless you have clearance. Now, would that be like us, like going to Illinois? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> I would say more like Alabama, or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but so it's not. It's a little bit of a travel, <laughs> but you can do it. <laughs> So I don't know, but I haven't thought about it quite that deeply yet, the analogy there. But uh, so I'm in Vienna. I'm like, this is awesome. And one of the things that I got to try is because there were these street vendors that were selling hot dogs. And they were totally different than American hot dogs because they put they, they didn't slice the bun. They put it on the spear, which heated and toasted the bun from the inside. Huh. And then they could allow the, to like pour ketchup, pour mustard, and stick the sausage in there. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is so awesome. And I didn't even know there was a different kind of hot dog. It was just like, oh, this is a cool thing. So I get to this country, and like everybody eats hot dogs wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is so messy. Why would you want to do this to yourself, people? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows. So I've been like... So There's when little no mess here. You're spreading the word. And that's exactly this. This is it. And yeah. so I was talking with little bean guys with Amanda and Vic, and uh, suggested to them to try this. And they are trying it, and you get a no mess. You can walk with this thing. For everybody that has a beard, this is perfect. That's a beard friendly product. Is yeah, that what beard friendly. You're giving a stamp of approval. Yeah, beard friendly approved. Wow. Yeah. Those, you good. know, considering how seriously people take beards, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. I think that's a really... That's a good endorsement. It's um, a good endorsement. This is good. Beer friendly. I'll post that later on Twitter. A friend of mine grew up in Siberia, and that's why I asked, because I asked him what it was like when the Soviet Union fell. Now, uh-huh. granted, he lived in Siberia. But he's like, oh, I heard about it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's true, because I think Siberia is becoming part of China right now anyway. Is it? So, uh-huh. And apparently Russian women think the Chinese guys are pretty good because they're hardworking and they don't drink so much. <laughs> well, why would you want that? What's the matter with these ladies? <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Silence in the studio. What? <laughs> hardworking, not drinking? What? <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> No, I, I even more so don't like the Chinese. They're, they're raising the bar. Well, that, um, <laughs> that's a good story. It's a good Thank way to kick you. off the story. Can I hand over the microphone to somebody else? Bob, you ready to do your story? Or? You could even stand up there if you wanted. So, I gotta, so, I, so I've got to warm up. Oh, okay. So I was, uh, my wife took my car. Uh-huh. So uh, I got... Uh, I was on my way to uh, Looking Glass to have fish fry. Right. It's just right next door to us for those, for, for everybody listening in uh, Russia. All the Russians. Because we are in a worldwide net. That's true. So uh, <clears throat> I got over there, 
And uh, well, on the way down here, I uh, th- uh, there was a downpour, and the guy was in the. Uh, and when I walked in the bar, uh, there's a guy in there, and he turned and he looked at me and he goes, "You're on your motorcycle. You're all wet." And I'm like, and I'm like, well, and it just kind of struck me. I'm like, well, that would be like, that would be like, telling a guy on a snowmobile, he's like. Uh, you got ice on your mustache, you know. You're cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. It kind of comes, kind of comes with the territory. But I got a lot, I got a lot wetter because on Melton Avenue, uh-huh. I was coming down and my glasses were all full of, you know, rain and everything. Right. And I can't see anyway because I got only got like one eye. Right. So it's <laughs> gonna patch over his. So and I, I could have swore, I could have swore I. When I was uh, coming down Melton Avenue, there was a bottle of Jack, and it was uh, it was coming out behind a tree, and it was and it was headed right for a, a bus, uh, some kind of school, bu- like a church bus. So I, all I can think of is good thing you're on a motorcycle. So I, yeah. So I so I so I gunned my motorcycle and I did a, one of those slides, you know. Sure. Where you where you uh, sure. like slide <laughs> where you slide your slide your rear wheel, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I gra- I grabbed Power that slide. I grabbed that bottle of Jack and I and I and I killed it. Yeah. Oh, and I good. saved saved all those kids on that bus. Apparently, it took it, it took quite a while. I got quite wet uh-huh. while I was doing all this, and most of most of the wetness got happened while I was trying to explain to the cop. <laughs> well, well, standing in the middle of Mountain Avenue with a with a bottle of Jack right. and a tipped over motorcycle, <laughs> but apparently it was one of. The, but he let me off because it was apparently one of those buses. I, I'm not up on my news or anything, but it was one of those buses with something. There's something about kids from Guatemala or some. Oh sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, apparently I. Apparently, I saved a bunch of refugees from from someplace. So. You're a good man, Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a good yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So he let me go. He said, "Where are you? Where? You know, they always ask." They always ask. They're like, w- w- "Where are you going?" Right. And I'm like, "Well, I'm going down to Looking Glass for fish." And he goes, "You, you, you know, let me shake your hand. You really deserve that fish." God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> God bless you, Bob. Yeah, it's like like a wonderful life or something. And bless you too. <laughs> Kids were coming up with gifts. Here, yeah. Mister. <laughs> Thanks for saving the boss, Mister. <laughs> Bob okay. stood over his motorcycle. God bless us, everyone, especially the Guatemalans in that bus. So that is that a true story then? All 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 Daddy's stories are. <laughs> I was looking over here at our equipment, and is this your stuff or is this like some of the studio equipment? Oh, it's all from the studio. I raided, wow, the, I raided so we, the studio. Yeah, because every time I every time I look lately, we've got like bigger stuff. We got like yeah. no, we have like a mother mother plug-in kind of that's new uh, mixer kind Isn't that of thing. nice yeah. 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 it works really good yeah I, I, it'd be I, all i can see is the big blur and some wires coming out of like uh, it looks like a that's looks, all it is <laughs> it looks like a uh, uh, a birthday cake with some wires coming on the top <laughs> right. it doesn't taste as good but it's similar <laughs> yeah what's the thing on the floor what's that little white thing on uh, the that's the power for this computer oh okay that's mm-hmm. your that's your gig yeah well that's andy's yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, this so, is pretty nice so can you hear? Because I'm holding the, I'm holding a mic like we're on, uh, uh, like we're on some kind of uh, TV show or something. That's right. So am I? Are, are you hearing like, uh, you know, noise like scratching nope. or anything like that? No, no. You have a. Yeah, I've got, sounds great. I've, I've got a grip on it. Yeah. I've, I've got a grip on. You it. have a firm grip on okay, that. Okay, so uh, because I. Uh, 
I have a story. I've got lots of stories, but um, I'm going to need help with this story. So, uh, Ooh, crowd oh, participation. Like yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so somebody, somebody in the crowd. Okay, one of you guys has to remember. You, uh, you have to remember the, the name Kenneth. Okay. Kenneth right. and Bishop. Ooh, Bishop. Kenneth and Bishop. I'll be Ken, you be Bishop. Yeah, and actually, I like telling the story this way. Why am I always Bishop? Kind of a chit chat. <laughs> what did you say? Why are you always Bishop? <laughs> That's the story, ladies and gentlemen. So I apologize. <laughs> so, Kenneth and Bishop and Crossfire. All right, man. Kenneth and Bishop. I'll be Ken. Okay. So, <laughs> so one more uh, time, you're Bishop. Okay, just one more time. All right. So, one more uh, time, I'll be Bishop. Nah. nah so, no. is it too. Is it too soon to do anything uh, JFK? I think we just we passed the threshold. It was 50, for 50 years. I, right. I think you probably right. Yeah. Are we good? Bishop's cool, dude. I think. Yeah, go so, for it. Ken, so, uh, Ken's down. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. So we just had the 50th oh, yeah, anniversary. JB. Yeah. We just had the 50th anniversary of, uh, of JFK's demise. Or, uh, it was quite a setback, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, um, Wait, go way back to uh, this uh, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Should we make time machine like? Yeah, yeah. November November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, and uh, little daddyo. Great Scott. Little daddyo, little daddyo's in a little country school, uh, in in southern Wisconsin, on the edge of a little town with about a hundred people. There's uh-huh. three. There's three. <laughs> We're going to get to Kennedy here in a second. Right. There's, three, <laughs> there's, three, there's three rooms in the school. Uh-huh. And little daddy old comes in for, I don't know what the kids do nowadays. And one bishop. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on now, bishop. Little, little, little daddy old. Wait, this is a Kennedy assassination for God's sake. <laughs> you guys are. Little daddy old, this is bishop. <laughs> i got to take you into the office to talk. Yeah, was it? All right. Bishop was the umbrella man, but anyway. <laughs> Probably oh, conspiracy man. buffs. Okay, so little daddy comes in uh, from recess after lunch. I don't know what the kids do now, if they get, even get recess or whatever. I think they do. And uh, there's only 60 kids in the school, and I come in, and there's my teacher. And uh, she's crying. And it's November 22nd. Uh, she high? 1960. Is she high? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the 60s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. So anyway, so anyway, there was my teacher crying. Now my mother, my mother insisted when we got when we got home that we watch all the all the uh, uh, pomp and circumstances regarding the funeral of John F. Kennedy, uh, regarding the events on uh, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Uh, about uh, the following, uh, that would be uh, it was a Friday. Uh, when the assassination took place, and then uh, the following uh, uh, weekend, that that weekend, w- the funeral uh, was about to take place, and my mother was insisted we sit in front of the black and white TV, me and my little pals. And uh, as soon as my mother went in the kitchen, uh, we all ran outside and uh, left all that behind. But uh, you need to jump forward uh, now 20 years. All right. I mean, jumping forward 20 years. Oh, and li- li- yeah, life has a way of... Uh, life has a way of uh, Taking you certain places, so little Daddy got uh, grew up. He got married, and he ended up he ended up working in Dallas, Texas. Oh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, 
the site of the infamous um, Dealey Plaza and Grassy Knoll. And so Little Daddy was working uh, for the city of Dallas, Texas, in the Park and Recreation Department. And lo and behold, he got, he got assigned to the downtown district. And uh, they had, just like Chicago, they had some 20,000 employees, and this park department had 2,000 employees. And the uh, little daddy got to, to uh, cut the grass and do certain things on Dealey Plaza and got to thinking about the, uh, the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And here was the place. But we took it so laissez-faire because we were there every day. And there was the grassy knoll. And the Dealey, Dealey Plaza, it was a longtime historical pl- place, uh, oldest, one of the oldest parks in Dallas, Texas, on the west side of, on the west side of Dallas, the downtown. Was so uh, long before the assassination. Okay. And uh, so uh, we uh, were working down there and uh, on the west side of Dallas. And Dealey Plaza is 15 acres. 15 acres, that's, that's, like, a, that's like a sharecropper. Uh, that could be zoned for animals. That could, yeah, that could be like chickens in Janeville Ooh, or yeah, something like yeah. that. You could, you could have a, a yeah. beef, so beef cattle. So the thing oh, was, nice. it, was such an old, it was such an old park. It was full of old, and it was a historical area, and they could not tear it down. The city of Dallas desperately wanted to tear it down because they wanted to get rid of that, that uh, image. Yeah. They wanted to get rid of that, uh, that cloud hanging over their city. They built all these huge skyscrapers, but there on the west side of, of, uh, of Dallas was the big Dealey Plaza uh-huh. and the odious grassy knoll. And so they, they had all that there. They couldn't get rid of it, and it was all full of irrigation because it's 105 degrees, and, there, and uh, lead pipes, lead pipes, and the lead pipes would break all the time, and they were like 100 years old f- to, f- to facilitate keeping all that green. Now, it took a guy to take care of all those lead pipes that kept leaking, and all those sprinklers would keep breaking. And his name was? Ken. Kenneth. Kenneth. Kenneth was out of Arkansas. Now, Kenneth had been working for the city of <laughs> Dallas for... Um, some 25 years, long yeah. before Kennedy was assassinated. Yes, I have. <laughs> now, Kenneth come out of the hills of Arkansas, and he didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't like socks. He didn't wear socks. And he was missing some teeth, and his hair was grain. He, had re- he once had red, rusty hair, but it was grain. Uh-huh. And the wind was, uh, had made his face all red. And uh, he was out there day in and day out uh, fixing those, rust, uh, those old broken lead pipes. So he didn't have any socks. He was missing some teeth. He didn't wear any uh, T-shirt under his coveralls. And he was missing some fingers. So he'd go out there digging day in and day out and day out. Now it people, sounds like a mess. Now, the, around the corner... Hey, you got to really get into this role. Oh, I, that's right. I am Kenneth, right? Around the corner, around the corner from Dealey Plaza, the city of Dallas, 20 years after the assassination, had made, had built a multi-million dollar visitor center to steer people away from Dealey Plaza. They would give people all kinds of stuff, all kinds of brochures and everything. they get off the Amtrak train, and the first thing they do is they get some brochures from the multi-million dollar travel center or the uh, 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 welcome center. They'd say, thank you very much, and then it, the travel or the uh, welcome center would say, go here, go there, go see South Fork, go see all these things, right? And the first thing people would do is they'd say, thank you very much, and then they would immediately go down the street two blocks to Dealey Plaza. Right. So, and there was Kenneth. And he come from India and Pakistan and Israel and Russia all, all hours of the night. 
all hours of night and all hours of day. And they would look around, and as soon as they got to Dealey Plaza, they'd look up and they go, where did Kennedy get shot? Where did Kennedy get shot? Now, there was another fellow I worked with, and his name was? Bishop. Man. Bishop. <laughs> now, Bishop, Bishop was a lawnmower cutter, and Bishop liked to go. Oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, he 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 was a he was a he was a grass cutter. He liked he, he was a, he would cut the grass on the Dealey Plaza. But he was kind of a character. And he liked to go to New Orleans and he liked the ladies. And, uh, when he gets some extra money, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, right. his real job was uh, cutting baby. grass, cutting <laughs> cutting grass on Dealey Plaza. So, uh, but Bishop had a uh, kind of a shenanigan. Um, side to him. And he liked to take old, empty bullet shells. Yeah, that's right, boy. And while he was why? cutting grass. <laughs> and he would flip them, and he would flip them into the grassy knoll. That's a good idea. And people would come from India, and they'd come from Pakistan, they'd come in the middle of the night, they'd take taxi cabs, and they'd come out, and they'd jump out, and they'd, and they'd look, and they'd, they'd find the grassy knoll, and they'd look. And they'd be looking up, looking for where the gunshot came from. And then they'd look down, they'd focus, they'd look down, they'd go, oh my God, there's the bullet, there's the bullet. And this would go on and on and on. Then, they couldn't quite figure figure out, they couldn't quite figure out where Kennedy got shot. It's a huge plaza. It's a huge plaza. And if you were going to assassinate somebody, it's a great place for a... I, I heard that's their motto, actually. Crossfire. Come to <laughs> a great place to assassinate. Yeah, it's a great place. I mean, there's buildings to the right. There's buildings to the left. There's a train trestle track yeah. uh, under the under the uh, access to the freeway. Sure. And there's the school book depository. It's like nine actually, stories high. I learned it's a depository, not a suppository. That was so. on uh, uh, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember that war movie <laughs> where they called it the uh, school book suppository. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Full metal I jacket. Had, thought I had some original. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. So they come out, and they uh, people would come from everywhere: India, Pakistan, Russia, Israel, yeah. South America, Brazil, and they get and they come out on the grassy knoll, and there they would be, as much as the as much as the. Uh, um, uh, welcome Center would try to steer them other places. There they'd be. And they couldn't f- quite figure out where Kennedy had gotten shot. And there, in the middle of Dealey Plaza, 15 acres, digging up some lead pipes, was Kenneth. Kenneth. It's me, dog. Kenneth with no socks. Missing fingers, missing teeth. Day after day. Real family burnt, man. burnt to death from the 105 degree Texas weather, and there he was out there. That is and they'd right. walk up to him, and they go there, and they'd walk up to a man from India or Pakistan or China, and they walk up to Kenneth, and they'd ask him. They'd say, "Where did Kennedy get shot, Mister?" Tap him on the shoulder, and he'd get up, <laughs> and he'd stand up from his toils. He'd been doing it for 25 years, and there in the backdrop was uh-huh. Bishop. Yeah, man. And he was in the backdrop, and he looked back behind Kenneth. In that panorama, and there was Bishop flipping <laughs> bullets out on, out on De- sure. Dealey Plaza. Sometimes it is used. And they'd say, "Mister, Mister, can you take a second and tell us where did Kennedy get shot?" And Kenneth would get up, year after year after year, about two blocks from the multi-million-dollar visitor center. Kenneth did this for 25 years. He'd get up day after day, several times a day, and he'd get up and he'd scratch his ru- r- r- rugged chin. 
No socks. No t-shirt. Missing some teeth. <laughs> missing, a, missing a couple fingers. And he take that finger. And he take that finger, that missing finger. And he kind of scratches his whiskery chin. And he go, well, let me see. Now, you say Kennedy, do you? And he go, yes, where's Kennedy? Where's Kennedy? Where'd Kennedy get shot? And he take his, take and rub that rugged chin he had. And he, and he sing for a second. And he me sing for a second here. And he go, oh, yeah. He go, yeah, I know where that, I know where he got. He said, he said, and he take his finger and he point to the back of his head and he go, that son of a bitch got shot right about here. <laughs> <laughs> was it too soon? Oh, no, that was people looking. It's, it was too soon. 50, 50 years is too soon. Wow, what a lead up. What a lead up to that. Huh? Bishop enjoyed the story. Right. So did Kenneth. All right, who do we got next? Oh, man. That was great. Oh, you want to do a commercial? <laughs> Oh, get one queued what? up. There. They need a commercial to fire Daddy. <laughs> oh, right. We got to walk Daddy out of the out of the coffee shop here. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here and see. Uh, I'm not sure what this one is. If it's not something valid anymore, just ignore it, and we'll be back in a little bit. You are listening to Jamesville Community Radio. <laughs> All right, we're back. All right. Yeah. Took a little break there and played some random commercials. I wasn't really sure what, and we apparently took one of Daddy O's music, one of his songs. He's not real happy with us right now. But. Turkey yeah. in the straw. It's kind of PO'd. You can check out Daddy O every Tuesday from 3 to 5. And Sunday, noon to 2. At Jeff's Coffee Shop, which is nice. Just as nice as Little Bean Coffee Shop down here. Yeah. Jeff's doesn't have chubbies, though. He should look into that. Uh, we have another story from Adam <laughs> Rutherford. Uh, Adam doesn't want to read it, though. It's a write-in. It is, and it's. I like the the theme to this. Uh, the name of it is "What if Luke went to the dark side?" Oh, I feel bad reading this because I got all plugged up nose and everything. All right, nice. All right, everyone remembers that scene when Vader cuts off Luke's hand and he's out on the edge, almost ready to fall to his death. When Vader says, "Join me." Together we could rule the universe as father and son. I remember that. I do. Luke responds, "Never." <laughs> But what if he had said, yeah, okay. <laughs> so he agrees and they Turns fix... Turns heel, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so he agrees and they fix up his arm and dad gives him his first red lightsaber. Oh, dude. They go on raids together. They visit the condemned prisoners to practice mind control games. I like your version so far. Uh, father and son reunited having a grand old time. The one day Luke gets a call from Leah. Leah tells him that Yoda was has put together a posse, and they're coming for the father and son team. The entire Jedi Council is riding with Yoda, and they mean to put you and Dad down. Luke, you got to get out of there. Luke tells her to trust the Force and that they will prevail over the posse sent to gun them down. The posse arrives in Tombstone, just as Luke and Annie are drinking shots of whiskey in the local saloon. The posse rides into town and down to the livery stables, Luke and Annie slowly stride down to the stables. Stormtroopers line the rooftops as the father and son walk the lane. They can sense the anger in Yoda. His fear is strong, says Annie. Luke replies, it will be his downfall, father. They, they stroll into the corral where the full posse is preparing their weapons. Yoda turns as he feels, as he feels them come. Excuse me, as... 
Yoda turns as he feels them. Come for you, we have. Come on, kid. It doesn't have to be like this, you know, says Han. This is how it's is going to this is how it's going down, Han. So get ready to die, old friend, replies Luke. The council jolts around a little bit. Everyone is uneasy, and then then a shot is fired and all hell breaks loose. The stormtroopers start to unload from the rooftops behind the dastardly duo. The council returns fire. Luke and Annie start to furiously deflect the phantom bullets, or excuse me, photon bullets with their lightsabers. Yoda whips off his rain slicker and runs toward the duo. Dodging photon fire, he cartwheels and flips to within two feet of the duo. As they continue to deflect the rain of photon coming at them. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I read that wrong. But Yoda double flips over the duo and comes at them from behind. As the duo turns to fight, Yoda deflects two photons back at the stormtroopers from whence they came. In the same move, Yoda sweeps Annie's right leg with his lightsaber, severing the leg at the knee. Annie goes down like a wet sack of Ewoks. (laughs) Luke stands over him, madly deflecting photon shots, protecting his fallen mentor. As Yoda approaches to finish Annie off, Luke lashes out and catches Yoda's ear with a saber. Yoda does not flinch as he continues toward Annie. With universal calm, Yoda eases his lightsaber slowly into Annie's gut. The sizzle catches Luke's attention as he turns to see his father on the ground with a green lightsaber protruding from his belly. Yoda has... Excuse me. Oh, tried to shut off of me. Yoda has left... Excuse me. Yoda has left it there to sizzle in the enemy's innards. Anakin Skywalker is dead. Oh, wow. Yoda does this gymnastic routine, flipping and bouncing all the way to the rooftops, where he dispatches the stormtroopers two by two. Meanwhile, the council has kept Luke quite, quite busy, and he is concerned. And he is cornered in the corral. Han Solo approaches Luke with his hands up and says, Come on, kid. You don't want to end it like this, do you? Come with us, and we can strengthen, or excuse me, straighten this whole silly mess right up. I'm sure the council will see that Vader brainwashed you to get you to do his bidding. Nobody else has to die today, kid. Luke thinks about it. At the same time, he's, he senses Yoda standing right behind him, ready to strike. If he would say, never. So Luke takes the rational route again, says, yeah, okay. Let's go down to the saloon and get us some shots. <laughs> Luke says, as he turns to face Yoda, Luke steps over Anakin's frying corpse and heads to the saloon. Luke is the first to enter the saloon, and Han is walking in right behind him. As Luke enters the saloon, he grabs his saber with his left hand, and then, twirling in a circle with the saber over his head, he decapitates Han Solo. Yes! That's for effing my sister, bitch. <laughs> Luke, says, Luke lays his saber on Han Solo's feet oh and walks out of the bar for, for his shot, or walks to the bar for his shot. Yoda senses unfinished between the two, unfinished business between the two for that reason. He let them enter first. Now entering the saloon, Yoda steps over his fallen starship captain, holding a bloody rag on his head where his ear had, where his ear used to be. He joins Luke in the bar. Pulling out a home-rolled cigarette, Yoda asks Luke, got a light? Luke laughs, and together they close the place doing shots all night. Wow. Adam Rutherford, ladies and gentlemen. Man, that was good. That was, that was very good. I want to see that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Can't wait for the movie to come out. That was great. 
That was if Yoda joined. It's going to be like episode side. 12, maybe. Yeah. We may have just had a, a sneak peek. Prequel. At the newest ones. That was good. I didn't do too bad reading that for the first time. You Back to the Force. Yeah. I used the Force to read it. A couple times I started getting uh, messed up there. I'm like, all right, slow down. Slow down. Read it slower. See, I knew that you would do it with voices. <clears throat> you, just, you got the voices. Whoa. Oh, man. Oh, I spilled a little coffee on your, uh, oh, your, dude. your, your box there. What's going on, man? I think it'll be all right. That looks waterproof. Cut this guy off. All right. Anybody else got a story? That's oh, true. we got another one. Here. Well, come on over. There's a mic right here. That wiped up. Let me get that on your phone. Oh, I don't care if it does. If she wants I think she's bringing a chair over. We got another story. All right. Story time rolling on here at the Little Bean Coffee Shop in beautiful, historic downtown Jamesville. Little Bean is in between Time Out and Looking Glass. Used to be Matt's Doghouse, a couple other things. Hello. Oh, I like this. Yeah. She's not messing around. She's... Oh, man. How's that? Is that a good... Oh, yeah, we'll raise a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah, we'll raise if you need to. Lean into the mic. <laughs> All right, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. Uh, hi guys. Hi, how are you? I'm. Hey, I'm good. good Thank good. you. Esther here is the name. Last name is Turner. All right. You could call me Et. All right. If e- you'd like. Okay, Et. Et. But um, I've been looking forward to tonight. I've been listening to you guys at home on oh, my nice. cell phone, and I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to run down there in that torrential rain or not. But yeah. When you start talking about the chubby and. Oh sure. <laughs> that got your attention. <laughs> And then just, <laughs> I thought, okay, they got smacking on the mic. So I thought, well, you know. <laughs> well, thanks for coming down. I'm glad you braved the weather. Well, thanks. Yes. This is all we can do with the thing here. It should raise up a little bit. Here we got our, our audio Adam, tech. thank you. There we go. Thank all you, right. Adam. Adam's the guy. He is. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys, are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want you to really use your imagination because I I have some key words here. And the key words are called shift happens. Okay. Second key word is naked jogger. I like this so far. All right. Third key word is Las Vegas. All right. Sounds like an after show to me. Yeah. And then we've got coming up 45 mile an hour wind gusts in the mountains. Can you remember that? Can you visualize that? I'm down. Sure. Sure. You're all aboard? I'm all about this, yeah. So this goes back mm, perhaps about nine years ago. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm a jogger. And I recovered from cancer and one of my biggest thing that I said that I would do is a 13 mile half marathon so that was my goal and so I got the clearance from the doctor and usually a group of us go up and we plan our vacations around doing a marathon so we ended up in Vegas and sure enough Half of the group split. Some did the 26, and I thought, well, I'm just going to go for the 13. I think I'm just going to try out the 13. i got to ease into it. Yeah, 13 was all I could train for. I imagine training in the winter in Janesville Yeah. in November. You know what happens then, don't you? It's cold. The ducks fly away. 
All the ducks fly away, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So, training in Wisconsin is really, you're with me, aren't you? You're right there, aren't you? I'll be bishop. So, the point is we really have to lead up to this. Imagine yourself in Vegas. Imagine yourself at the MGM. I if can. If you've ever been there. I oh, can. Sure. Imagine yeah. yourself with about... 500 buses all coming in. How are they going to herd 20,000 people from all over the country to do what they call the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Marathon? So when you imagine yourself with about 90,000 different buses and the wind is blowing, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning because the race starts maybe in two hours, but we have to line all these people up, bus them out to the desert. So I get on this bus, and who's sitting next to me but someone who is from another country? Don't understand what they're saying, but I'm Yuri saying, oh, how you doing, you know, this kind of thing. And, and, of course, I don't understand what he's saying, but we're all in the same thing together. And imagine going, starting out in Vegas. Have you all been to Vegas? Let oh, me yeah. see some hands. Oh, yeah. Sure. Got, yes, Bob, you've never some, been there? We got, oh, you missed oh, out. We got some, well, I don't know. Maybe I can pretend I've been there. Um, <laughs> so, with going with this, I'm on this bus, and there's like a caravan of about maybe 100 other buses. Some are going to the 26 mile, some are going to the 13 mile. We're going out to the desert to the starting line. And if you've been to Vegas, you know how many lights there are. Oh, yes. So we're like four miles out of town, and all of a sudden, pitch black on the bus. You're on the bus with about 50 people, and you can't see a thing. Are you getting nervous? (laughs) No. I am nervous. What time is this? (laughs) Are you nervous? Is it early in the morning, or is it late at night? I mean, we're getting... If if you've ever been around joggers, you understand what this all represents. I was just thinking, boy, I bet it was dark, just because it's out in the desert and everything. (laughs) I mean... Well, there's no street lights out in the desert. Right, right. Oh, yeah, there's and, definitely. And, you know, and we're, we're headed up into the mountains because Especially we got to no run back into town. Yeah. And hopefully it's daylight by that time. So we get out to, obviously, 13 miles out, you know, half marathon, 13 miles out, and what, 13.5. And all these people are getting off the buses, and they have these huge lights. And then they have just a roll of about 26 porta potties. Oh, man. Outhouses, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So you want to be like and the first you one know, up in there. You know, with the wind blowing, something's going down. Something's really going down. Right. And you get off the bus, and some of these outhouses have blown down already because the wind huh. is that strong. Well, if you've, ever been around, if you've ever been around runners, you know that we have what you would call. Disgusting habits. We, we, we have what uh, a natural runner has just this ability. If you have to go to the bathroom, you do it. You just go. I've you heard just that. Go. Yeah, right? for so all runners. of a sudden, you look behind the outhouses. Now imagine this the steam coming up. Yeah. And it's like 4 a.m. in the morning. And, all the, and you go, I thought I was in Yosemite all of a sudden, you know, with the geysers, <laughs> yeah. you know? And all the steam is coming up, and I thought, well, I'm going to uh, just take a break and try one of these outhouses. And so I thought to myself, I'm just going to trust that it's not going to blow over. Uh-huh. And so I have my handy-dandy little cell phone, and I kind of clip it, I clip it on my belt. Uh-huh. And 
with all these people, you get really excited, and everybody's coming in, and you see the light kind of shining through the outhouse, but you can't really see what you're doing. And in that moment, have you ever been in a situation in that moment where all of a sudden you're thinking in your head something's going to happen? Sure. And you, the worst thing that could possibly happen would have been what? You were inside one of those porta potties and somebody tipped it over. That was good, but that did not happen. That would be terrible. That would be, be very awkward. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> be very awkward, um, maybe annoying. Yeah. But remember, I clipped my cell phone on my belt. Oh no, I went in the. Oh no. I clipped my cell phone oh, on it's... my belt, and as I proceeded to, <clears throat> yeah, prepare myself to get ready for the run, all of a sudden I hear this plop. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I must. <laughs> I gotta remember not to borrow your phone. <laughs> Needless to say, you gotta remember that shift happens. Shift happens. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm attached to my phone, and this was one of those uh, longer phones, older phones, you know, that were like four and a half inches high. It was before they came out with these new ones that are. Like paper thin, sure, and, sure. you know the androids, yeah, look at that, huh? like Nothing that exactly. So I mean, this was an older phone, and they called the shift. Poop. I thought I can't, I can't <laughs> deal without my phone. I, I, I there's twenty thousand people here. How am I going to call my homies? Right. All how right. am I going to? Your home dogs, right? How, how am I going to get hold of them in twenty? I mean, uh, if I'm the last one in, how am I going to get a hold of them? How are you going to shout your peeps? Yeah, I mean, how am yeah. I going to shout out to my peeps? How are you going to tweet? <laughs> So I said, okay, girl. Hashtag. Okay, girl. Shift. Do or die. So then I rolled up my sleeve sure. and I looked in there. No. Stay, stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. This is called courage of the power. This is called attached to the cell phone. And so I pulled up my sleeve and I bent over. And there's no, just enough didn't. light in there. And there's this beautiful. No, you didn't. <laughs> there was this beautiful. No, power. you didn't. Of toilet paper that kind of looked like a little volcano and it just kind of went up like this, you know. And I go, It was a coil. Oh my God. Oh my God. That, that's it. It's, that's it. It's there on the top. So I reached down in and I she also rescued the, the cell phone time. and brought it out. And immediately no. I reached for the toilet paper and I'm like wrapping it around like it's a mummy. You know? Was there sanitizer? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> This is a true story, folks. My marathon. All right. Vegas. Shift happens. <laughs> so I wrap the toilet paper around, and I go, oh, oh, I don't have any sanitizer on me. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I thought, well, I'll go back to the bus, and I'll ask the bus driver if he's got any sanitizer. Or a bag of rice, because so wreck your phone. So here I am walking back to the bus. And I'm holding the phone out because you remember we got 35 mile an hour winds, we got 45 an, a mile an hour. And the smell, I mean, come on. Winds that are um, <laughs> coming, so I'm hoping that it will dry. So I'm holding, I'm holding the phone up, and I get on the bus, and I ask the bus driver, "Do you have any sanitizers?" And he says, "No, no, no, no." 
So I go sit down, and of course, this guy next to me doesn't speak English, and he starts smelling, and he starts sniffing his nose, like that. And I go, oh, God, he can smell my phone. How embarrassing. <laughs> so I reached under my, my shirt with the tag on it, and I kind of wiped. wiped no, you didn't. I, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, Oh, no, man, no. I did. You know, I mean, I I, I needed this phone. You got to remember. You got to remember. I I got 13.5 miles run. So I kind of wiped it off with the shirt, and then I took the shirt, and I went outside of the bus, and I put sand in it. And finally, it's starting to get daylight. (laughs) Finally, it's starting to get daylight. And everybody's clapping. I'm wondering, what in the world is going on? And right there at the starting line, everybody's clapping because there's two naked joggers. Sure. Getting ready to start. Little ears in the cornfield. Focus on the phone. The yeah. shift happens, you know. Oh, man. And the beautiful part about these runners is they, they did have some attire. They had these great big long scarves on, and that's all they had on. Yeah. Keep in perspective. Of course. It's 35-mile-an-hour winds, 45-mile-an-hour wind gusts. So uh-huh. these guys were, like, getting sandblasted. But where else would they put their phone, honestly? You know, well, these guys didn't have a phone. <laughs> So I started running, and I'm running with my hand up in the air like this because I thought, well, the wind would sterilize the phone. So, yes. It's known to do yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> the wind, Vegas wind is known for sterilization. <laughs> it's famous. I've, to, I've know, used it myself a couple of times. I, I want you gentlemen to remember that I was a Girl Scout. Oh, okay. All right. So we're pulling on resources here. Coincidentally, so was so, I. Starting out this race, and I was too small the for boys wind too. was so bad, you would take about two feet forward, and then you go back three, because the wind, the gusts were so bad. And I thought, well, if anything, the phone's going to dry out. You That's know, true. And, and get sterilized. Sure, the sterilization, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I could see nothing but road, of nothing that. but cactuses, nothing but hills. And I go, am I going to make it to the end here? So I got about... I'd say 10 miles out, and I had to go to the bathroom again. <clears throat> so I took the phone in with me. No, you didn't drop it again, did you? <laughs> <laughs> took the toilet paper, no. and I wrapped it up, and I put it on the floor, and I laid the phone on top of the floor. Oh, there you go. Plan A. <laughs> I had told my son, who was waiting for me, who lived in Phoenix at the time, but my son was there, a, whole, a group of people, that when I got closer to the finish line... Are you with me or are you falling asleep? No, okay. Making sure... <laughs> Shift happens. Thinking. He's thinking. Shift happens, you know, and i got to finish this race. you got to keep in mind all this wind. you got to keep that phone still. So I'm coming into the finish line, and I called my son, and I said, I'm so many miles out. And I was so delighted that the phone worked. I actually got a reception. The phone worked. It stunk. Right. The reception didn't stink, but the phone stunk. And so 
I get into home base, and a lot of runners have had eye injury because of the sand, and you know, and it was a longer run. My but time their eyes were sterile. The, their <laughs> eyes were sterile. <laughs> well, and I lost track of the nude runners. Totally lost track of them. I mean, they were just like blazing, you know? Yeah, they're out of there. So I get into the finish line. My son's meeting me, uh, and he's all excited because his mother just ran her first half marathon recovery after you know having cancer and and all elated and I hand him the phone and I said here honey hold my phone and he grabs the phone and I said by the way I dropped it in the toilet and all of a sudden the phone went like six feet up in the air (laughs) (laughs) I thought well that's kind of rude yeah what a jerk yeah I carried it for 13.5 miles you know and And it's sterile at this point right and so he says mom what the heck were you thinking and I says well it's a long story so the end of the story is is that I took the case off the phone sterilized the phone case sterilized the phone got to call my son held it in my hand and it was a great run and I finished you finished it all right good job all right you did finish awesome Thank you very much. Thank you. E.T., everybody. E.T. Shift happens. Shift happens. All right. I like that. All right. All right. Who do we got up next here? This guy. All right. There you go. He knows what he's doing. What's going on, buddy? Everybody hear me? Go ahead. Yeah. You sound good. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Kellen, and I'm, uh, yeah. How old are you? 14? I'm 10. 10. I was a little off. (laughs) Well, uh, this is this is a well. It's kind of a not really a long story, but uh, so uh, sister, uh, my sister turned uh, eighteen on uh, June ninth. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, she decided she didn't want her graduation party so early because she 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 was gonna have a graduation party. Sure. So she decided to have a July 20th, which was on a Sunday. And so my dad said, why, why it, well, me, my brother, and my cousin are, are all in a, in a band, in a, in a group. So he says, why don't you play? And then so I go, well, I thought about it for a few seconds. And then I said, sure, we'll, we'll play. And so then it's a graduation party. We played, and then um, first uh, he goes. Um, first, oh, one second, I forgot something. All right. He goes inside, <laughs> grabs a fake cigarette, okay. fake cigarette, <laughs> puts it in his mouth, runs out in his underwear, <laughs> playing like the guy from Def Leppard, <laughs> camouflage <laughs> underwear. At the end of the show, he throws his drumsticks. We had we have a pool, <laughs> and there's a deck around it. Yeah. Hop the deck, the deck fence, jumped into the water. The pool happened to be 65 degrees. Nice. Cold water challenge. So we all jumped. He jumped in there, and I said, "So I put my guitar down and turned off my amp, turned off my microphone. I ran, ran up the deck, jumped straight into the." Uh, Jump straight in the water. Then my cousin, he came right behind us into the water. That's the story. Awesome. All right. Good job. Good job. 
All right. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break here. Yeah, no problem. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks that was a great. lot. All right, I think we're going to take a quick break. Uh, well, let's see. We'll play a little bit more Daddy O stuff. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, who cares? This guy's dozing off over here. We're gonna <laughs> Here's some smooth jazz from Daddy O's Lunchbox. Fuck it. You are listening to Janesville Community Radio. Transition out of the smooth I have, like, no jazz. Talk about. I have a fictional story and a real story. Coming down. What? Go with the real one. Can't go wrong with a real story. Oh, no. Oh, dang, Grandpa. All right, we're back. All, All right. We're right. Back, back here at the Little Bean Coffee Shop. Beautiful yeah. downtown Janesville for the storyteller sessions. That's what I like to call it. Business is picking up. So we have another storyteller here. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Charlie. Charlie? I'm 13. All right. All right. Yeah. You got a story? Do you have a name for your story? Um, yeah, it's called the Salt and Pepper Diner. All right, whenever so, you're ready. So when me and my friends, we uh, used to go to this diner, and it had this jukebox, and it had uh, three plays for a dollar. So we put in seven dollars and picked twenty-one plays sure. of Tom Jones's "What's New, Pussycat." <laughs> so we sit back and we watch the diner. With anticipation flowing in our veins. And we're watching, and the song is playing, and it's very upbeat and big, and it fades out, it plays again. One, two, three. Now the fourth time's the kicker. Because the weird thing about Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat is, it sounds like if you've heard it twice, you're thinking, wow, this song's really long. So as it fades out on the last time, and you're thinking, we either heard Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat three times, or it's a really long song. <laughs> so as it fades out, we're looking at this guy across from us. And he looks like he just got his 30-day chip from anger management. <laughs> and he's sitting with his two kids, like, jumping up and down in the booth. And he's been on to us from the beginning. And he says, <sighs> and we're like, this guy's going to be good. So the song fades out, and it, you know how that song opens, you know, very smoothly, like, what's new? And he slams his hand down on the table and goes, God damn it! And the silverware goes flying everywhere, and the children are like, no, dad! And we're obviously laughing at this poor, pathetic man. So the song continues to play on repeat. And as we were putting the, you know, dollars in, choosing the songs, I'm putting in the what's new, pussycats. My friend says, wait, before you put in another what's new, pussycat, Put in one of It's Not Unusual. <laughs> so, what's new, Pussycat? is fading out again, and everyone in the diner is sitting there passive aggressively eating their food, wondering why did I come today? So the song fades out and. Bum, ba, dum, bum, ba, it's not unusual. And a sigh of relief <laughs> sweeps over the diner. If you thought, scientists thought, could we make grown men and women cry by playing Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual, you can <laughs> given it's preceded by seven what's new pussycats. <laughs> so the song fades out and everyone's ready to hear the next song because they thought maybe we just put it in seven times. So the song's fading out and it played. What's new pussycat? And the workers got up and unplugged the jukebox. <laughs> And that was my time at the Salt and Pepper Diner. Oh, All right. All right. Charlie, everybody. Charlie. Nice. That was great. All right. 
No other stories from them? Again, I recognize that group of kids from the JPEG uh, performance they just did a couple weeks ago. Nice, nice. Which is very good. It was incredible. But... Uh-oh, we got one more here? What do you got? Oh, oh, five bucks. All right. For the station. Here, put that in the station pile. It was worth $100, though. All right. worth $100, she said. Well, thanks. That was ET donating to five bucks to the radio station. Thank you. Next month. Next month? All right, yeah. You going to come to the next storyteller? All right, cool. All right. Okay. She'll be back for the next uh, next storyteller. I think we're going to start doing this once a month. I mean, we're not, but I think Bob we might be doing the next one. We'll be taking turns. We could we could be coerced into doing one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, wow, what a what a day. I don't know if we have any more stories or not, but uh, yeah, this was pretty great. Yeah. I'm glad we did this. The house is filling up now. Right? House is packed, standing room only here. This is a place to be. The bean. What's up, Yuri? You got another one? You got one more on you? We'll close with one more from this yeah, He's kid. got another five spot. All right, he's got to go. Oh, you got to go? Oh. He's got to go. All right. Well, curfew. Yeah. Well, all right. Done. <laughs> there is curfew. Oh, Andy, you got a story? Well. There we go. There's a story. Oh, we got oh, another wait. Oh, we got another story. I may have a little something, but we'll see. All right. Have a seat. Introduce yourself. My name is Becky. All right. Becky, let me turn you up a little bit okay. here. All right. Yeah, what's going on? And not too much. All right. Whenever you're ready, go the, ahead. The story I'm going to tell is a story my husband, he, um, in lieu of the weather, um, he got hit by a tornado when he was driving a semi one time. Is that real? Yes. Oh, okay. it, it actually happened. So, And I drive semi. Right now I roof, so weather's a big thing that goes on in our family. And uh, this was several years ago. He used to drive and deliver ice cream for Dean's. Uh-huh. So he was on his way to Mall of America. Oh, yeah. He had a guy in the sleeper in the back. It was about 4 in the morning. Trucking down the road. It's storming, whatnot. Excuse me. And he's got a truck in front of him. He's got a car behind him. And, you know, it's late. He's tired, you know. And all of a sudden, the taillights in front of him disappear, as, you know, they do at night. And uh, the next thing he knows, the steering wheel goes slack in his hands. And he wakes up on the passenger door. The truck's on its side. And there's some skivvy stoner kid trying to kick in the window of the truck because the nose of the truck is in a retention pond uh-huh. on the side of the road. And the guy climbs out of the sleeper. He's like, what the hell is going on? They get him out of the truck. The stoner kid's sitting there going, man, this is wild. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You guys just drove off into the clouds. You're gone. <laughs> and the, the truck in front of them actually had a trailer, like a trailer home on it. Uh-huh. And the trailer was in the field. Like, they had picked up the trailer home and left it out in the field. Oh, wow. So the cops show up. The kid... The stoner kid took off. He said, you know, I'd really love to help, but I'm way too stoned to be here when the cops show up. He's just going to bounce. He just wanted ice cream. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think if he would have found out there was ice cream in the back, he might have stuck around. If that was a Funyuns truck, he would have picked it up out of the the puddle himself. That that superhuman strength you get when there's an accident. You're lifting cars off of babies and stuff. Yeah, Funyuns. I must do it for the collective good of the stoners. But so he's sitting on the side of the road with 
with the guy who was in the sleeper, and, and the cops show up, and the cop goes, well, I'm going to cite you for, you know, too fast for conditions, I'm going to cite you for this, I'm going to cite you for that, and he's like, but we got hit by a tornado, because even he was having difficulty believing it, but there's no skid marks anywhere. He's a quarter mile down the road from where he was, and this cop isn't having it. And he's writing him up, and he's walking around, and he's taking photos. And the cop is getting a call on his radio, and it's his kid. And he's going, just tell him I'll be done after this shift. And the gal in the office is insisting, the dispatcher is insisting, answer your kid's phone call. So finally, under duress, he answers a phone call, and he's just like, what? Well, apparently his 12-year-old kid is freaking out because he lives maybe a mile and a half over the hill in this little town that they're passing on the interstate. The 80-year-old oak tree that was in the front yard is gone. Not just, like, tipped over. Not not there anymore, and this kid is freaking out. That makes cleanup easy. Oh, yeah. You, you don't have to call a service. If you got to lose a tree, that's the way to lose it. <laughs> exactly. So he turns, and he looks at my husband and the guy he's driving with, and he's like, so, you boys got hit by a tornado, huh? We should probably get somebody out here to lift the truck up. <laughs> and, and that was it. Holy cow. And... That was the story about how my husband got hit by a tornado. Wow. Awesome. Man. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Right. So he, but he really did get hit by a tornado. Yeah, he really did get hit. Huh. Oh, um, man. He does freak out when I, when I drove semi for a while. Yeah. Um, I drove at night, and I'm like, what are the odds that you were hit by a tornado while driving at night, and that your wife is going to get hit while driving semi at night? It's... You know, we have a better chance of winning the lottery. But right here. He still freaks out. I want to ask you a few more questions. Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear my? I have a cousin who drives semis. Okay. Do you ever say put the pedal to the floor and let her eat? No. <laughs> Nick, my cousin Nick, who listens, he always he writes stuff like that on Facebook all the time. Do you know intern Steve Brown? Yeah. We. Oh yeah. And then Brownie's a truck driver too. But, yeah. So you don't truck drive anymore? Um, no, I keep my CDL. Yeah. I've got my hazmat and stuff because it's always something that I can fall back on. Yeah. But I own my own trucking company for 10 years here oh, in the okay. area. So, and drove for various other people. And I'm always intrigued. I always thought it'd be cool to be a truck driver. Did you have like a cool? Did you have like a cool CB handle? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh oddly enough, oddly enough, her Twitter handle is the um, same thing. No, um, actually, I I had my semi truck. I was very proud of it. It was a 1993 uh, Western Star Heritage cab. And that sounds nice. I don't it, know it was it was nice. It was the longest truck that you could buy production that year. It was yeah. two hundred sixty eight wheelbase, so it was long. And the gentleman who owned it before me, I believe, was a, was a gentleman of color. Due to the mural that was painted all down the side of it, and it said midnight, and there was mountains <laughs> and a moon, and it was very blue. I like I, I've got a photo on Facebook I can show you. you should keep and it. there was no, some very nice, no. like like um, crimson velvet, crushed velvet up the walls, and the sleeper in the back. It was it was like the stabbing cabin. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think Matt Long time paid host paid host a many a lot lizard in that one. You know what? I disinfected the shit out of. 
of the inside of that truck before I drove it. But it said midnight on it. And when I drove right after I got it, I was very pregnant with my daughter. And so I would get out of the truck. I flatbedded until I was almost eight months pregnant with her. They'd be like, well, there's the midnight mama right there getting out of her truck. And it's stuck. Midnight mama. I was the midnight mama for many, many years. Follow her on Twitter, at Midnight Mama. The Midnight Mama. Nice. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Awesome. All right. That was great. Well, I think that's it. I think that's all of our storytellers. Oh, wow. What a great show. It was awesome show. We haven't gone this long in a long time. Nice. Here, hold on. Oh, Bob's, oh, Bob's trying to break stuff. Cut him off. And you, <laughs> you do understand we did we did applaud a tornado. So yeah, that's you true. have to. <laughs> Tornadoes are very popular, dude. They make me nervous, man. Yeah, I've never seen a tornado, oh. and I want to not up close, but like from a distance, I'd like to. Oh man, no thanks. You see that video on YouTube? Uh, those guys in that truck and they're filming like a tornado coming, but they can't get out of the way. No. And it just kind of goes like parallel to them. And they're filming the whole thing. Yuri Rashkin. Oh everybody. man. More of a just kind of a closing credits. If you guys are wrapping up, so I just want to say thank you guys for being such oh, yeah. awesome hosts. Yeah, I no think, problem. You know, <clears throat> you got people to open up. Yeah. Awesome. And it didn't require any, like, drugs or, you know, just, they were like, I, I like how this, this chair kind of got set up this way. Like, everyone's just like, all right. Yeah. Okay, let's it, tell a story. It's inviting. Yeah, it became very kind of personal versus, like, speaking to the audience. It became like, let's share this with the listening audience. Yeah. And uh, thank you for liking Chubby. <laughs> Chubby Nation thanks you. Chubby Nation. Chubby was awesome, man. And then I might uh, have to chub up again. <laughs> we'll see. You know, there, there's also a morning word called morning chubby. Yeah, morning, Breakfast chub? <laughs> morning chubby. <laughs> oh, What's man. in that? Wood smoked. Wood smoked. Uh-huh. A chub. And then uh, and tomorrow between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., there's going to be a car show in downtown. Oh, really? Yes. Car show? Yes. On top of the parking plaza structure really? yes okay. cool right. so there's going to be like between 60 and 90 cars they want to get there and the main food item will be the chubby ah right. so get your chub on yeah come yes. to the car and of course show, chub up chub 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 up chub up chub up chub up chub up chub up oh and i want to thank all the bob and esther and adam and i what was the young kid's name I didn't catch. He said it, but he said it real quick, and I wasn't positive what he... Young kid. I hope he comes back. Yeah. It was awesome. He did great. And Charlie, and did, did we miss any? Oh, and Becky. Yeah. Lots of stories. Midnight awesome. Mama. Yeah, Midnight Mama was here. Midnight <laughs> Mama. <laughs> so, but, thank you, guys. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank you. That was fun. All right, Andy. Well, that was a good time. I knew it would be. I had a feeling. I wasn't even worried about it. When's the next one? When's the next storyteller? Yeah, when book? are you guys doing the next well, we gotta, uh, we want to do these once a month, although the, the young gentleman's dad was like, so you guys are doing this every Friday? We're like, <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if this guy works for you, we can talk to a little bit and figure this out, you know, because they had to open up just for this. But it sounds right. like there's a lot of people here. And this is awesome. And people are walking by and coming in. Yeah. And That's why I was kind of thinking we'd do it up front, even if a ton of people showed up just to get attention, you know. Exactly. There's people are walking by looking like, hey, what's We that? should do this like midnight to 2 a.m. I'd do that. Right? right? Can you imagine the story? <laughs> we'll open make after show, right? That would be something. Maybe we can so, but I think, into buying our I think everybody there. at Jason Community Radio got really excited about the storyteller's idea, so I think we'll have other people who want to host as well. But so far, I just love the, you know, just the atmosphere is great. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's this awesome. worked out nice. So, but, all right, we'll cool. see what happens. Yeah, well, uh, we'll keep everybody posted. So, like the Facebook, Janesville Community Radio Facebook page. Go to janesvillecommunityradio.com. Check us out on Facebook, Old McPodcast, oldmcpodcast.com. Check out Daddy-O's Lunch Bucket. Is that your website, just Daddy-O's Lunch Bucket? Daddy-O's Lunch Bucket.com. Um, Littlepodcast.com. Check out the after show. Oh, yeah, yeah, littlepodcast.com. Um, I want to tell people, too, if you uh, if you got an iPhone, right... There's this new uh, there's this new app called uh, called Overcast, and uh, we're on that. So check oh, that really? out. It's pretty awesome, and it's free. But like for five bucks, I think you can unlock all the features, and you can like actually speed up the the podcast and play it a little faster. Oh, that went over want. very well, by the way. I got a text <laughs> message today. Said he almost fell out of his chair laughing when he heard us doing a slower. <laughs> But uh, the app's pretty awesome. You can even put in your own feeds in there and everything. Yeah. It's pretty cool, but check us out on there. Yeah. So check that out. Go to onnit.com. Use promo code Irish. Save 10% on supplements or something or whatever they sell. And maybe some Onnit t-shirts. Yeah. I had three or four people ask me about this today. That's what reminded me when I seen you had an Onnit shirt. On. And I tweeted them to see if the, program, uh, if the promo code worked for these, too. I'm not sure. I think it does. I'm not positive. Did you though. get more Alpha Brain? No, not yet. I was waiting because we said we we're going to put an order in. But dude, I'm thinking about I might need something else, dude. I got some certifications coming up, so I'm going to need to start thinking. I know, right? Yeah. I don't have certifications, but I just need to think, period. So. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, check it out. Go to my office, JVL, rent some office space. Come to Little Bean and get some coffee and breakfast and a chubby. Yeah. So uh, well, let me uh, get the outro here. So uh, for Andy Anderson. And And Bob, this has been the Open Mic. Slash Little Bean. I listen to all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Listen to all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Take a tip from me. The of Joe Lewis is B. Now he's won all his fights, 23 or 4, and left 20 of his opponents lying on the floor. They all tried to win, but the task was too hard. When he laid that hound bone up against that board, listen all you prize fighters, don't play him too cheap. If he lands with either hand, he'll sure put you to sleep. He's a real fighter. I bet on him. He knows just what to do. I'm talking to you. Now he packs dynamite in his left, he carries a plunging right. Either one will make you groggy or as high as a kite. He charges on his opponent from the beginning of the gong. He batters them into submission, then they all sing a song. I bet on the brown bumper, for he knows his stuff. And lays it on his opponent until he. Get enough.
Now he's a natural born fighter who likes to fight them all. The bigger they come, he says, the harder they fall. That terrific left, boys, is all he needs. But that six ain't right, come with lightning speed. Listen, all you prize fighters, don't play him too cheap. Take a tip from me, the off Joe Lewis is beat.